Welcome to Kingdom Family Talks with Leif Hedlund. We invite you into the conversation and celebration of what God is doing around the world through his sons and daughters. Leif shares insights into what it looks like to be a follower of Jesus in today's culture. We hope you enjoy today's episode. Welcome to Kingdom Family Talk, and uh, I am Leif Hetland, and I'm so, so excited about this new year. Uh, for me personally speaking, I've called the year the year of unshakable, and I know that we have been through a year where there's a lot of shaking going on, and it's still going on, and uh, the purpose of the shaking is so that the things that are unshakable is going to stand, and let me remind everyone that there is an unshakable kingdom. And there's also an unshakable king, and his name is Jesus. He rules and he reigns in every area of our life. And I'm so grateful today to have my friend Sarah Bowling here with me. And uh, I've had the honor for the last couple of years to connect to her and her husband, Reese. And uh, she actually, uh, uh, the first time actually I met them, I think it was actually in the home of Pastor Mike. Maybe it was in a conference meeting at The Rock, but then person to person, heart to heart. And as I started to just uh, hearing some of her story and seeing the way that she was uh, looking so much like Papa God, I just uh, realized that this is a relationship I want to know. And I want to introduce you to her at, some of you maybe heard of Marilyn Hickey. That's actually Sarah's mother. And uh, they... Sarah and Reese, they are pastoring this amazing church called Encounter Church. I'm going to be there on Wednesday. And then uh, they are also having an incredible ministry to the nations. And Sarah's story, even there in Bangladesh, I just, I still not forget about some of the story. Something was captured in my heart. The mission virus in her is contagious. So, and she has written a book and I started to read it in the last few days. And it's just, is doing something in my spirit. And I sense the excitement. So, Sarah, welcome to Kingdom Family Talk and to our family movement. Hey, Leif, I'm so stoked to hang out with you. I'm completely thrilled to do this today. Thank you, thank you, thank you. How are you doing, by the way, in the middle of everything that's going on? Yeah, you know, it's an adventure, right? I mean, kind of hold, put the seatbelt on and hold on for the ride. I don't think any of us have seen or anticipated the way things are kind of going, but Thankfully, and I was talking with God just, just yesterday, I was like, you know, I'm grateful that you're loving and I'm grateful that you're sovereign. Mm-hmm. Not one or the other, but both. Yeah. Because, whew, man, that helps you kind of be settled in your heart, settled in your soul, instead of being a little nervous about what's happening around. So I, I, I keep my eyes right. From some days I do better. And some <laughs> days I'm like, ah, but, you know, <laughs> I think it's a daily choice, daily journey. And um. I think it's good to have people around, good good friendships, good relationships to kind of help us all stay connected. It's important, really important right now, more so than any other time. And that's beautiful, beautiful. And what are you seeing there in Denver where you are at this? How has the atmosphere been? It's interesting because, you know, the governor for our state is, I think he's in general done a pretty good job. Some people would, would disagree saying, you know, he's overstepping his authority. Um, Some people would say he should do more, but I think in general, it's pretty healthy, pretty good, pretty constructive. Um, We just had some changes in terms of opening up a little bit, and some people are nervous about that. But I think on the whole, they're very proactive and attentive to, you know, healthcare industry and, you know, COVID beds, all that stuff. So 
Um, I think on the whole, and I think too, when we did that heavy lockdown in March, April, um, mm -hmm. that kind of trained us, you know, gave us some coping tools uh, so that it's not quite so uh, such a shock to the system. So I think pretty good. And it's probably been exciting for you to to go a little bit low and slow, and in the middle of it, you have had an opportunity to put together a new book, and that's one of the things I'm so excited to talking about. So tell me a little bit about, hey God, can we talk? I mean, even just the title in itself. Yes. I mean, I'm looking at 7.8 billion people in this world, and and here's the God that created His universe, the sovereign God that is loving God. Hey, can we talk, God? So where did you get that from? <laughs> so I, it's interesting because I, I did a series in my church um, called uh, Conversations with God. And what I did was I looked at conversations with God just over the course of the Bible. And I started off and I just did one, one like little sermon. And I was like, oh, I really like this. you know. And I started the very first conversation with God was in the Garden of Eden, right? Mm -hmm. Adam and God. And that conversation was really, I mean, it was very moving to me when I look at it instead of just reading, you know, Genesis three or two and looking at like piece and parts, but really looking at what happened here, the, the, what framed the dialogue, who initiated the dialogue, what was the tone of the, of the conversation. And it just lit something inside of me. Cause I thought this is relevant. The, the, this conversation. And then as a, whole thing i was like there's so much application so much for humanity no matter where you live no matter what time what age you're in no matter what season you're at in your life these conversations are massively relevant and so i just i did it for almost a year life this whole series and it just ruminated in my heart and marinated i was like wow and it really affected me deeply deeply um, so I thought, man, if if I can put it into pen, you know, put it in the book that I want to I want to multiply that. So that's kind of where we started with it. And I just went on the adventure and thoroughly enjoyed it. Mm. Oh, my gosh, it was fantastic. And the book, honestly, was one of the easiest books I've ever written. I loved writing this book. I, it was fantastic. It was exciting and fun and vibrant for me. It wasn't hard. It wasn't a difficult wasn't any of that. It was magnificent. I loved it. I'm just even curious uh, because this sovereign God of this universe, that he, I mean, he could tell us all what to do. I mean, he rules and reigns and he's in control. And you either do it or you don't do it. But to some degree, it's why would this God want to have a conversation with us? So what would you say about that? Uh, and I, I think it, you see it from the very beginning. You see God talking with Adam. And, and ultimately, I think the reason why is because God is love. And love communicates. And love connects. And love, the heart of love is to bond, right? And God created us out of love because that's who God is. We can't get away from that. Mm -hmm. And I think that's so, the heart of God so deeply is I love you. And that's that's the very core motive. And you can't, you can't that away you can't dismiss that you can't ignore that it has to be our our understanding and i think the enemy wants to sabotage that wants to undercut it and minimize and and put it off to the side dismiss it but i think our heavenly father says i love you and i want to have a conversation i want ongoing dialogue so 
I think the heart of it is just foundationally genuine love. And that moves me to the core, you know? Yeah, it's interesting because my background, I came from an evangelical, also more, even a little bit more reformed, theologically Southern Baptist, but more on the reformed side of it, where I actually studied theology. And to some degree, God spoke through the Bible to us. And and then to some to hear God's voice, that was something I received later on in my life. Uh, so one of the first thing I wanted to ask you, because I'm sure there's a lot of people listening that are not able to hear God's voice. What are some of the things do you think that disconnect us with his loving God where we are not able to hear his voice? Yeah, I think there's a lot of things. I think I think the enemy, you know, the enemy of our soul comes to steal, kill, destroy. If you think about it as well, the enemy is the accuser of the brethren. The enemy deceives. The native language of Satan is lying, deception. So I think the enemy works very hard over time and, and is camouflaged. Camouflages in, in some of our thoughts, I think, in, in, in all that. And I think as well, when we listen to deception, when we listen to um, things, lies, I think that's one, one of the ways. I think another way, I find this for myself, and I can kind of relate in terms of theology. I, I have been in, very intellectual in the past. And so I think, um, and I'm not saying you turn your mind off. I think God can talk to us through our intellect. But I think if we're, if we're not careful, sometimes we can overdo the intellect and under, undercut the, the relationship and the connection. Um, I think sometimes our experiences do that too. We disconnect with God um, and don't hear well. Um, so our background, sometimes the way we interacted with our parents can affect how we interact with our Heavenly Father, Papa God, like you say. Um, I think those are often things that, that undercut our, that conversation. And I thought it was very interesting because in one of the chapters, you're, you're describing one at a time when you, to some degree, had screwed up. I use my language, chair number two, where you were not. And then still in the middle of that, how, how God is responding to you, even when you have messed up. I thought that was a very, very interesting insight. Yeah. And I mean, that's the very first conversation between Adam, right? Adam totally is in chair number two. <laughs> Adam totally screwed up. And yet God, there was no shame, no condemnation, no, you know, how dare you do that? No belittling, none of that. I mean, God was like, where are you? God didn't say, what have you done? How could you be so foolish? This is, you know, none of that. It was just, where are you? Because it was, it's relational. Um, and I find that in my own life, you know, when I screw up, because I do, it's not just did, <laughs> I do. And uh, I find God says, it's, I got you, Sarah. I got you. And let's keep walking. Let's keep talking. Don't stop talking with me. Let's keep talking. Even when you're upset, even when you're disappointed in yourself, let's keep talking. What is he saying to you? Just even as you're saying it, does he speak to you and say, hey, good morning, Sarah. But what is some of the conversation? I'm just thinking like on a daily basis. What is a normal conversation with you and Papa God? It depends on the seasons that I'm at, you know, in life. Sometimes I'm not happy with God. Um, I have teenage kids. And so some of the, my conversations relate to what's happening with my teenage kids. Um, and that can be tricky. You know, hey, God, I would like you to do something. You know, don't strike them dead. But certainly 
<laughs> change their thoughts, change their actions, their decisions, you know. And so those are some of the conversations. It's interesting, Leif. I know this sounds kind of strange, but I play a game called Pickleball. Hmm. And uh, I have, it's really, it's a fun game. It's kind of a variation sort of loosely on tennis. But I have really interesting, great conversations with God when I play pickleball. Yesterday I played and I felt God saying to me, hey, Sarah, I feel God telling me that he loves me so much. I mean, it's like when I'm waiting for the point, you know, or we're getting the ball or whatever. I just always hear this, Sarah, we love you. Sarah, we love you. Sarah, we love you. And it just, and I'm like, you know, thinking about that seems like a bizarre time. Like it's not after I did some big achievement. I'm just out enjoying some fun, right? And I hear God saying, we love you, Sarah. I was like, oh my gosh. It melts me, you know? I Sometimes I get in my car and just cry because I just am so moved by God's presence no matter what I'm doing, where I'm at, and that so much love, it, it just goes, it blows my mind. I can even sense and feel it. <laughs> That's a personal thing for you. Yeah. How, how are you? Yeah. When, these are times for you, and I know I have seasons where either it's life or the whirlwind or circumstances where it's difficult. It seems like he's seen silence or maybe there's a little hide and seek that Papa God is playing and there's certain things that's going on and I don't know how you deal with it, but you have these moments in your life that seems like heaven is silent. So there are some clouds between you and and Papa. And so in those moments, how do, how do you relate to that? I sometimes call it even the winter season, but sometimes it's just maybe a sunset of one season and sunrise in another season. So Yeah, I I get it. You've been through those too, right? Yeah. I think it's important for our, our listeners, people watching, to really say, okay, wait a second. This is this can be part of my walk with God is a winter season. Um, and what do I do when I don't sense, hear God, feel God, feels like everything's kind of on mute? What do we do? How do we navigate that? Because I think that's part of our journey with God is having some of that. And when that happens, not if, but when, I think it's really important. One, stay in the Bible. You know, there is there have even been times when I've been reading my Bible. I stay pretty consistent every day. Um, but there have been times when even the Bible feels wooden, you know, and dead to me. I'm like, oh, but I, I stay steady with it. I don't quit. I don't you know, and so maybe I find maybe I find some places where I like it a little bit more. I really like Psalms. Everybody likes Psalms. I love I love Luke, the book of Luke. I love that book. And John. So I find books that I like, books in the Bible, and and just burrow into those. And then I take walks. I take walks, and I find inev- in, inevitably, invariably, I'll walk and talk to God, give God an earful. But then as I'm walking, if it's a 30, 40 minute walk, then I, I oftentimes will find myself sensing God, not necessarily in this really direct verbal, but just in this, the impressions and awareness. And it's really, when I do that, I find that it's not the overt conversations, but they're very indirect and soft and kind of um, impressions. And when I settle into that, there's 
connection in that that's very powerful it's 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 a there's a sensitivity to it that i like and it calibrates me so that i'm not just uh looking for god in in one way but there's a an awareness in my heart that that's more sensitive more tender more attentive it's really cool and let me ask you a question because i was sitting with a young man right before uh, before this call and uh, I, actually i got to hear his story and i love hearing people's story but then I also shared a little bit of my journey and story. And I would say there's been about three conversations that I share with him that I've had with God or God had with me that totally transformed my life. I mean, I can go back to some of those mile markers and say, wow, when God spoke, one was in year 2000, my baptism of love that you've heard, where Papa says, Late, you're my beloved son, whom I love and whom I am well pleased after two and a half encounters with his liquid love. And when those words were spoken, over 20 years later, I still can feel it since it was encounters with his voice. So have you had any of those uh, that you can look back at wow moments that your conversation, your connection, either God speaking to you or you speaking, the conversation, how it impacted your life? I would say there's been a couple of those for sure. Um, I had some inter an interesting conversation with God um, I've had them at various points in my life and various ex encounters with God. Um, I had a really powerful one the week before I got married and that conversation kind of, I, from there, I agreed to follow God in the ministry, um, which I didn't want to do. And then I would say, you know, just to be honest, I had one last year, um, taking a walk during COVID. It was, I call them my COVID walks. And uh, I was a long, I had like a little pathway and it was this long walk. And uh, on that walk, that, that conversation, I felt like God really began to push down into some things deep in my heart um, that I haven't dealt, I had not dealt with and uh, that were, that have been impeding me um, and really a struggle for me. And so I think I'm still having that conversation with God <laughs> and some of it I don't like, and it's a wrestle, but I also sense God saying, Hey, I want to lead you in this. I want to direct you. I want to help you. And I don't want any, I don't want any space in you to not be available for me to love and heal. And so that's been an interesting journey and some of it has been unpleasant, but some of it's been really, Really, really powerful and transformational for sure. Well, that's that's amazing. Now, I'm very excited about it because I'm hearing so much noise and so many people even saying, here's what God said or God didn't. I mean, it's everywhere. And in the middle of all of that, to be still and just to know that he is God, finding that stillness and sometimes even to lower our antenna and then tune into that still, small voice. There's different ways he speaks, but in this season... For me, it's that whisper. But to do that, I have to get rid of a lot of noise so I can hear that little whisper of the Father's voice. And so he didn't speak the same as he did in the previous season. And uh, so I don't know if you have experiencing that sometimes when he just whispering. What are some of the noise that you practically speak and can even, even for some of the people that's going to read your book, what are some of the noise we need to get rid of so we maybe can hear that whisper of that still small voice? I think, you know, I think there's a lot of things that are noise that can that we think are good and can be good. Um, you know, like I'll listen to worship tunes or music, you know. But when I take a walk, 
I, I don't put any of that in um, because I want to hear the whisper. I want to hear the impression. I think too, noise can be social media. Noise can be, um, man, it can be stuff that, that distracts us. It can be our entertainment. It can be noise can be, if we're not listening, what's in our heart too. I think our own desires can lead us away um, and lead us to stuff that, you know, it's neutral, not bad, but certainly not. It's a distraction, I think, from hearing God. So some of the entertainment stuff that we do, I think um, for me, I know, especially in the COVID at the beginning of all that, I was watching the news a lot and reading updates, you know, and, and the Holy Spirit just said point blank, that's a lot of noise and it's not helping you, Sarah. I was like, woof. And, you know, Holy Spirit calibrated that a little bit, but once a day and not this frequency. So, and it was good because it, it kind of brought me to terms with what's happening in me. You know, what's the anxiety and panic and all that. And I felt like Holy Spirit said, let's, I want to help you walk through that so that you can hear me better. And I was like, woof, let's do that. I'm happy to get rid of some of that. I'm excited to be on this journey with you because I do sensing it's one of the major importance for me this year. It's just, I have to go back to the sonship because sometimes even there, the leadership, the apostleship, there's noise there. But when I go back to that little boy with a dove, then I'm moving into friendship with God and I can co-labor. So sometimes you just, it's that childlikeness, that innocence, that little boy, Papa, I wake up in the morning and then Papa God said, this is one of the games that me and Papa has. And he says, who am I to you? And I said, oh, you, you are my Papa. And then I said, who am I to you? And he said, oh, you are my son. There's an alignment just out of that little, and I even encourage people who are listening, find that for 30 days. And there's, an, there's something that happens when you're just connecting as a child with Papa God. And I see that with Jesus. And from the childlikeness, you're moving into friendship, mature sons and daughters. And from the friendship, you co-labor with him. I wanted to ask you, when you wrote this book, uh, because I've written a few books myself, but who did you write that for? And what was, so who are some of the people out there that, that you think this this is going to benefit them in this season? I think I wrote it, I tried to write it in terms of people that have some religious background that, you know, maybe they know some Bible stories, but I also wrote it for people who do not. Mm -hmm. Because I think sometimes our religious training can cloud um, what we see and understand and our awareness. Um, so I wrote it for people, and I wrote it for people um, raw daily living. I didn't write it to be you know, kind of theological and intellectual, I wrote it to be very, very, very practical. And part of that practical is at the end of every chapter, I did this thing called a conversation starter. And Leif, those are fantastic. I mean, I put, there's about eight of them in there that, and there, some of them are like over the course of history, uh, several centuries, people have used it, used this conversation starter. Um, and there's different ones. And then, Leif, there's this really good one you might like, a boatload, seriously. Uh, in fact, I can find it for you. When I see you, when I see you tomorrow or Wednesday, I'll, I'll find the exact chapter. But it's a conversation started with Holy Spirit. Ooh. Oh, my goodness. And there's nothing like it. And so here's the deal, Leif. In Romans chapter 8, it's full of Holy Spirit. Yeah. And what I did was I looked at all the verbs that are in that chapter. And then I made a conversation starter from those verbs. <laughs> it is off the chain. It is fantastic. I do it every day, basically. 
It is magnificent. And I'm going to, I'm definitely going to, what I do is I honor and what you honor, you have access. I'm going to use that myself and, 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 and hopefully anyone that is listening, join me on that journey. I think that would be phenomenal. I'm also sensing just this relationship with the Holy Spirit. Uh, even just, I mean, like yesterday in church, I just met with a young man earlier and I'm way to the church, Holy Spirit. And I'm just talking. And, and then in the next moment, I just said, Holy Spirit, I feel there's somebody when I go to church that I'm supposed to meet. I want you to highlight. And just even the conversation, we go there and that, how the Holy Spirit set it up. I mean, he takes me to a person, knows me all the different details. And I had like four or five of those experiences just yesterday in church. And one of the young men, some of the details, he was just with me now earlier. But it's just this learning, the sensitivity of that Holy Spirit, that friendship. And I, I made the Holy Spirit my life coach. And he's doing a very good yeah. job. He's, yeah, 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 yeah. I do want I do want you to pray for people and I want you to release because I know there's some grace over this. I am committed. I started to read when I got it and I, I read two chapters. But I'm going to take my time and I'm going to read this even on my way tomorrow. Take this with me and I'm going to share this because I know personally speaking, it is something that I, I realize I need to tune in and I want uh, out of relationship, I want healthy communication. And I felt that you've done a masterpiece. Uh, the very one that I love, I want to to be able to hear his voice, but also to be able to be connected, and especially in the different seasons of life, as well as some of the practical tools. But I really also believe in impartation, that when you have been on a journey, you become something, Sarah. And for you even to be able to release this grace over us so that we can stop on this journey with you. You have been a journey to become something here. And now I know that you also can be a guide to help a lot of us in this journey of hearing the Father's voice and seeing his face, to be so connected to Jesus and be in a relationship with the Holy Spirit, to be our best friend. And uh, so if you wouldn't mind, I'm just ready to receive. I, I know there's a hunger for me and some of us that are here just to receive a fresh importation in the beginning of this year. Yeah, absolutely. So I thank you, Father, for giving us Holy Spirit. And I know, Holy Spirit, that you're present now. And... I pray for each person listening, each person watching. I thank you for them to know you clearly, to recognize you, to have greater awareness of you, sensitivity to you. I pray, Holy Spirit, for each person listening and watching, Romans 8, 14, that you would absolutely lead them because they are your son, your daughter. Mm. I pray, Romans 8, 16, that you would convince them on the inside that they're in family with you, their family, they're your son, they're your daughter. And I thank you, Holy Spirit, that you lead us into truth and we follow you. Thank you for helping us in our conversations with you throughout this year. Help us to be available to the difficult conversations, but help us to be attentive to you, no matter what's happening around us, what we're doing. I just thank you that you raise our awareness that we're in continual conversation, communication, community connection with you, Holy Spirit. Thank you for helping us. Thank you for life. Father, bless life. Everything he puts his hand to, I pray right now, Psalms 9017, that you would prosper the work of his hand, that this year exceeds his wildest dreams in what he puts his hand to, that there would be multiplication that goes beyond his natural efforts. There's supernatural breath, the breath of the almighty, on the things that life puts his hands to. Thank you for multiplying everything. And thank you for blessing him, blessing family connection, kingdom family, and connecting us together. 
uh, Ed's family with you in Jesus' name. Thank you for helping us with this. We receive into our hearts everything you have for us in Jesus' name. Amen. I even feel there is somebody out there listening that you can start to hear that whisper <laughs> in the stillness, the whisper of the Holy Spirit. Just listen for a second and just hear what he has to say. Some of you, if you do not hear that, just ask the Holy Spirit. Just say, come, Holy Spirit. And Wow. Just, he is your friend. He is a paraclete. He is a counselor, comforter. He is your life coach. So just invite him to come now and just start a relationship with him. Father, I just thank you so much for Sarah. I thank you so much even for this, uh, this beautiful gift to the body of Christ, to my life, to us as a kingdom family movement. Hey, God, can we talk? Wow. And I can hear the Father's voice. Yes, I just, <laughs> and some of us, I remember when he spoke to me last New Year, and he says, son, I missed you. I missed you. You've been so busy doing all these things for me, that I just missed you and I just being together. Wow. <laughs> and then another New Year, he said, Leif, when did it stop being fun? And I just felt there were some people out there that, well, you know, lost some of the joy in the middle of it. It's been out of duty instead of delight. So I just even invite you back to your first love, that all Jesus did is what he saw his father do. And all he said is what he heard the father say. So Father, I just bless everyone that is listening right now. And I just, well, <laughs> let this year be the year where the sons and daughters will reflect the very face of the Father to the world that has become blind. Whoa. I have not been able to see the goodness and the kindness of God that is going to lead to repentance. Whoa. I just sensing the presence and the peace and I just even, whoa, feeling that even in my room here, this has been flooded by water, but it seems like, like life is, so we're here with fans all over and it looks like a chaos in the office, but in the middle of the storm, I had peace. And because of that sweet, sweet voice of the Father. So I just wanted to thank you so much. And I do want to ask it, what is a good way? We're going to make sure we put that on. But how can people connect with you? How can they get this book? As I'm saying, I, I can't wait to get the hardcover of it. I have the script printed out that I'm going to read on my way and finish that by tomorrow. But the rest of us, so we can start this journey together. Give us, practically speaking, how can we do it? We want some action steps. So, hey. I'm going to give you your own copy, Leif. I have like pre-release copies. So I'm going to give this to you tomorrow, right? Oh. I'm totally stoked on that. Of course, there's Amazon, but there's also a book a website called heygodbook.org. I think that's what it is. Um, and that's a really good way to get some previews. And you, What's that? It, is, it says here, com. Is it .com? Hey God, yeah. Yep. And uh, so there's videos there. And I think they can download a whole chapter um at that website and kind of get a taste for what it's like so lots of ways to get it but i think one of the biggest action steps i'd say of course encourage everybody to get the book but i'd say too maybe this year that we really um we're purposeful about being available for god to love us beautiful right hmm. not because of what we do not because of what we haven't done but because of who god is you know we don't we don't get to control the quantity nor the quality of love based on our actions or, you know, that, that that's just who God is. 
And so be available for God to love us. I love that. Wow. I, I encourage all of us just to make that as a declaration statement and say, just say, Papa, or say, Father, I am available for you to love me. <laughs> well, that's a power statement. Just say that one more time. I am available, Papa, for you to love me. Love me in a way I've never been loved before. Love me deeper than where I've ever gone before. Whoa. And let me become loved so that that's eventually when people squeeze me, what is in me is going to come out. Your love. Wow. I bless you, Sarah. This is yeah. awesome. I'm excited. And I'm going to get my hardcover copy tomorrow. And I can't wait to see you in Denver. And I'm going to look forward for this book to get out into our movement. So everyone that is listening, we're going to be able to get some great comments, testimony. And uh, just uh, I'm so excited about all of us as a big family learning to be in tune with the voice of God and having healthy communication that is part of healthy relationships. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed today's episode, you can follow Leif on social media at Leif Hetland and sign up for our weekly newsletter at globalmissionawareness.com.